Uh, yeah, totally screwed you guys up with that intro. I preed. <laughs> I preed hard. <laughs> no, don't check your radio dials. This is Top Shelf Fantasy, not the Spice Girls podcast. Yes, producers of the Spice Girls, we don't have attorneys, so please don't sue us for that. <laughs> please, please, I, well, please. I mean, it was like 38 seconds. I mean, it wasn't Some that long. Have attorneys. Yeah, actually, it might have been. <laughs> <laughs> um. So the reason for that intro was because we're in the Scott Fishbowl Satellite League Spice Girls division. Right. Yeah, our logo who, for who the past made, couple days. Who made the banner? Um, it was someone. It was like Scott Fishbowl, Avi, so, something. Some guy on Twitter. I I paid him like twenty bucks to make a banner logo. Great job. Yeah. It did oh, come it was fantastic. Fantastic, fantastic job, and he does it for everyone. Well, for so everyone. So I clicked on it one day. I, I the first time I saw it, and I was looking at the at the Twitter avatar, and I'm like. Is this somebody like impostering us? Like this is not this is not our logo. <laughs> then I was like, wait, no, okay, Scott definitely did this. Oh <laughs> this yeah, is, yes. this, this I, is legit. I paid someone to do it, but yeah, he, he did a great job. Yeah, no, it came out fantastic. Yeah. I was like, the, honestly, this guy that I thought was pretending to be us is like is doing a better job at it than us. This is exactly what I wanted. <laughs> we just talked about doing this. Copyright. <laughs> well, we might be in touch with him uh, again. Uh, so anyway, so when we post this on uh, social media that the AFC East is up. Let's make sure we tag him so he can at least, like, I don't know, yes. see the yes. intro or whatever. Um, I thought it was really cool because when I saw it, I was like, I don't I don't get it. I was like, it's five <laughs> well, girls. And then I was yeah. like, oh, it's the <laughs> Spice, Spice girls. girls. So it's pretty much like, all right, what's your division? What's the artist? What's your social? What's your logo if you have one? Gave them all of it. Gold. Yeah, yeah. perfect. Came out great. Yeah, I thought it looked really cool. Uh, and on top of that, so our the draft is finished. So our best ball was, rounds there, was like the done. first best ball league that I think any of us have done. Actually, you maybe okay. All right, so first one, I've done. <laughs> first one collectively. Yes, yeah, first yeah. one as, as top uh, shelf. So anyway, so as the team the team's up there. Um, so that's over. So we we posted that, but we just went over the AFC East. We're going over the AFC West. Uh, topshelffantasy.com, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, topshelffntsy. Follow all those. Stay up to, to news, what's going on. But yeah, we are starting the AFC AFC West. I put this together. Much better division than the AFC East. Yeah. yeah. So I wasn't here for the East, and I'm not mad about it. <laughs> I'm, I'm glad you saved the West for now. <laughs> yeah. I mean, honestly, we're in this one team that we're going to start with, we'll have more viable fantasy players than... Malcolm Brown, theme. or yeah. I mean, half year. Oh yeah, <laughs> the first the first like five rounds might comprise a lot of uh, players from Kansas here. Kansas Chiefs. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean the Chiefs. Alone. So they went they went fourteen and two, right? Best team in the division, best team in the NFL, except for they're not the Bucks, so that sucks. Uh, but yeah, they were seventh in offensive touches. They were sixth in offensive points scored. One in uh, offensive uh, total offensive yards. First in passing yards, in middle of the pack, and rushing yards, which. Does it fucking matter? No, it it, it doesn't. Uh, Pat Mahomes turns good. out to be good at uh, football, good uh, but good he's throw. not very good in the Super Bowl. Bad offensive line play is one of the reasons why they lost, but they brought in two offensive linemen who I'm blanking on, Craig. Joe Corey. Tooney and uh, the other big boy from the Ravens. Cam Robinson? Yeah. No. Uh, no, no, no. Um, they traded the first one pick for him. Orlando, uh, Orlando Brown. Brown. Orlando, Orlando Brown. Brown. So they brought in some two guys to protect uh, Mr. Patty Mahomes, but they brought in no other 
they brought in no other wide receivers or weapons. So well, it, it's it like they, get, the they got rid of week one, Sammy. So you got to find a week one role there. Okay, it's tough all to right. Find. Okay, we, good. We fair enough. Hard. We won good our point. Not there. Good but, point. Um, as big a problem as the blocking was, were drop passes in the Super Bowl too. Like Mahomes was right. throwing you know sidearm slingers for like Derek Jeter looking out there, yeah. and the guys are hitting him in the in the friggin' Demarcus face. Robinson, Michael Hartman dropping those passes. So so it's going to be interesting to see if somebody else can can take one of those roles. Maybe Patrick Mahomes might pull an Aaron Rodgers and say, like, look, I don't trust this guy. Tom Brady, I don't trust this guy. I'm not throwing the ball to him anymore. He's going to drop huge passes in huge situations. Let me try a new rookie, Cornell Powell. I'm not saying he's going to be a huge role, but, you know, somebody like that. Maybe somebody else has a has a void to fill. Right, like he could take the Demarcus Robinson role and yeah. get those big 80-yard touchdown passes, like, once a year. Right, mm-hmm. exactly. And it's not a huge role to fill, but when you look at the passing receptions and targets, you're like, all right. There's one guy who stands out. Well, there's two guys. Right? I mean, it's Tyreek Hill and Travis Kelsey. So yeah. uh, I, I think it, it's it's so hard when we do these division previews, too, and for a team like the Chiefs because so they had 88 vacated targets and they had 70 vacated rushing attempts, which is minuscule. It's absolutely nothing because when you consider where they came from, again, came from a bunch of schmucks, right? Lev Bell's gone, but he only had 17 targets and 63 rushing attempts. They'll figure out some other schmuck to get just about that amount of work. Same with the rest of the target distribution. Sammy, week one, Sammy's probably the most notable. That leaves, and that probably means that Demarcus Robinson might get an uptick. Nicole Hardman gets an uptick. But I would expect Tri- uh, Tyreek Hill and Travis Kelsey to continue in the 130, 140 target range. Oh, yeah. I, and yeah. if that if that happens, <laughs> do we care? It's just the running game with Kansas City what's going on with it right and it's it's ceh and they brought in nobody else they got daryl williams darwin thompson Uh, well they did sorry so they did actually bring in jarek mckinnon and elijah mcguire both of which i think are going to be non-factors but yeah and cut candidates they've got got 70 70 rush attempts there's no there's no saying that those don't just become pass attempts for patrick Mahomes, right like Okay, we don't want to rush the ball at all this year. We're just going to throw it. We're just going to throw it. 70 I mean, more times. Well, and Why it was, not? It was funny because what it was at the beginning of the season, I was like, well, they're on pace to run the ball more than they ever have since like 2005. And, and then it and changed then just, completely. The flip just, <laughs> you know, this, the script flipped. Um, How the turntables. Yeah. Uh, so since there's really not too much to talk about, like who we think is going to break out, who we think is going to take certain roles, like Pat Mahomes – I would think is probably – I know we say don't draft a quarterback early, but if he's in there round four, round five, you I mean, he should be drafted before the first five rounds. I got him in the fourth round of the Dogs League last year. I was like, if nobody's going to take him, like, yeah. I, right. I, I so will. Somebody yeah. asked. Like, it we, was at that point we were looking at each other like, like well, we were back, picking back to back. We looked at each other like <laughs> someone's, someone's going to do, do it. it. I was like, Craig, if I, gonna I'm going to take him, right? And he was like, I think you should. I was like, you gaming me? <laughs> like, <laughs> I mean, yeah, we say we say it over and over and over again. Don't take a quarterback that, that early. But Pat Mahomes in round four is so much value. It's a it, tremendous amount. I of mean, value. and then it's the same value as Ty, as uh, Travis Kelsey in end of round one or early round two. Like, yeah. no one takes a tight end in the early. But if you do, that's the guy to do it with. It's mm-hmm. been a long time since you've been able to say that with tight ends and, since Gronk. And since Gronk and and Kelsey's been you know keeping himself in in the conversation towards the end of the second round. But after what he put up last year, I mean, you can't pass on the guy. You have a, a he choice what, between wide receiver four, wide receiver four, yeah, and then running back five. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, so it's like, yeah, it, it, it's hard to pass up on that if it, yep. if you're there and it's like the top 
eight RBs are gone, it's like, uh, yeah, you might as well take them. I mean, it gives you somebody that consistently throughout his career has played full slates, full 16 game schedules, no injury history, like just dominates every single game he's on the field. It's a guy that you plug in your lineup and you don't ever think about tight end for the rest of the year, which is such a different world from streaming tight ends, which three quarters of your league is doing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, if you're bad at drafting tight ends or playing tight ends just on a daily basis like myself or even ranking them, yeah. yes. <laughs> take, take, take the guesswork that, out of the equation and take Kelsey. That's all I, couldn't, I can't rank tight ends. No. Just can't do it. Don't want what, it. What's interesting is, and I'm, I'm thinking about this as you guys are talking about it, I don't know many other teams that have two players that should be first round picks. Like Tyreek Hill should be a first round pick. Yeah, yeah. Since Travis like, Kelsey should be a first round. I mean, and in two like quarterback back league, in the first. Mahomes, like they are all three or, or in a two <laughs> first round. Yeah, yeah. Oh, actually, that's a good that's a good point. You can make the case leagues. for uh, Derrick Henry and AJ Brown. That's about it. Maybe yeah. that, that'd be a stretch on AJ Brown though. That, yeah, right. That's just still things a stretch. Yeah. Um. So that that that's those three, and and it's you know again we talk about like we just talked about the AFC East and the dog shit that's going on like within there. Like how are they going to distribute all the passes here? <laughs> At least it's clear cut. It's Tyree Kills, Travis Kelsey. The running backs, though, like, CEH was a first-round pick last year. You took him in the first round in one of our drafts, Scotty. I reached. Like, where do you – a, a, a lot of people yeah, did. A lot I, of people I, I, took I, I, him I in the first round. Um, but, like, where do you take him this year? Because, in my opinion, I'm not a huge CEH fan. 803 yards, only four rushing uh, touchdowns. His passing work was still, like, pretty minuscule um, in the grand scheme of things. Yeah, I don't yeah. know I trust him as an RB2 yeah, like eleven hundred yards total, um, uh, you know, running and, and and receiving. And if you're getting a first round running back, you're expecting that number to be fourteen hundred plus. Oh yeah, plus. I, with, with with double digit touchdowns. Right. He he's not a first round RB. I I I think people would take him in the second. I won't. I would take him in the third, like a mid third, late third. Mm-hmm. I think would would be his role, and he could be. Easily like a like a steal, but I'm not going to reach in the second round to get him. Mm-hmm. And I, I, I'm a huge CH guy, but he has a high ceiling, but he also has a very boring floor. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, I mean, as an RB three, that that's fine. Thousand total yards and five touchdowns, like that's great. But like, right, I'm not going to reach for him. You sound so depressed over there. I am. (laughs) (laughs) Um, All right. And one more thing before we move on to them. We talked about this with the Bills. When you go to take a dart throw at somebody, you look at like some of the highest scoring teams in the league. If you had to take a dart throw on Miko or Demarcus Robinson or somebody else on the team, who's the guy? Like for me, it's Demarcus Robinson, but I don't know. See, that's interesting. I was going to say opposite because I did the Robinson project last year. And while he does get a lot of targets, he dropped a lot of balls. There was a lot in the beginning part of the year where there was more left on the table. Where there was like drop touchdowns. In the, yeah, I was gonna say like a, like sixty yard touchdown like pass touchdowns wide open, and I'm like, oh, you're just giving away the job. And you know, as of course as the year progressed, Hardman ended up getting more more targets than him, less catches because he was also another player that made drops. You know, this is just unfortunately something that there's some growing pains with Hardman. I I, I would take Hardman because. I think that there's more upside. I think Robinson's been in the league for about six years now, five, six, whatever. And and I just think that it, it, Hardman was brought there to be a Hill replacement, and I think that that's something that they're going to try and incorporate a little bit more. Just my guess. 
That's all it is, is a guess. It's a dart. I'm doing a Darth Hardman, and I assume it's a late, like, last round pickish kind yeah, of Yeah, like thing. 14th, 15th, 16th. Yeah, I, I, I'm going go Hardman. I would take Cornell Powell. Okay. Bam! Just to fill it out. But no, I mean, honestly, the guy's six feet, 210 pounds, and he ran a, a low 4-4. I'll take a, I'll take a shot on a guy like that who's in a freakish offense that anything can happen at any time. And like I said, maybe Mahomes starts to think, you know, Hardman and Robinson have been dropping the ball. Maybe this guy comes out and has a great week one, week one Sammy replacement. Who knows? And uh, if he balls out, well, you know, what's to stop him from getting more targets as, as the year goes on? And Byron I, Pringle. Byron Pringle. Well, <laughs> well so well, and, and, and I just want to put it in perspective real quick because it's like you're probably drafting Jacoby Myers – and like the Patriots wide receivers or the Jets, yeah. you know, some of the, the guys that aren't, you know, the Jameson Crowders a lot. You're probably picking those guys in the same rounds. And it's like, take the shot on the guy in the better offense, not the shitty one. Anyone believing yeah. the hype on Noah Gray? No, so no, I haven't. Been, there's <laughs> no, a lot of hype happening. <laughs> on this guy. There's a lot. All right. So first of all, rookie tight ends don't pan out. Kyle Pitts, I'm hoping is, is a anomaly, just like Gronk was. He's going to be. But like, even Frymuth or you know Kyle Granson, they're they aren't going to shit their rookie year. Noah Gray might be okay, but like he's still behind Travis Kelsey, the best tight end in the last what six years. Right, and we haven't seen the uh, in redraft the go, no. go go to tight end. I mean, they've had guys that you they, know, I don't caught know if, a couple balls here and there, but yeah. like Demetrius uh, Harris, 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 and that's I mean again, that's not worth even a pick. Mm-hmm. A lot of people believe the hype on him. That's why I wanted to bring it up. Dynasty is fine as a stash, but it's redraft. No, no, yeah, not at all. It's a guy. A guy's name you should probably know in case Kelsey gets hurt. Dickie um, will pick him in the last round of our draft. <laughs> I'm sure he will. He's a moron. Steal. Uh, <laughs> Las Vegas Raiders eight and eight. Uh, they were 14th in the league in offensive touches, 10th in points scored, eighth in total yards, seventh in passing yards, and 14th in uh, rushing yards. So they were above average basically, in the NFL from all stats that we really care about. They had 122 vacated targets and 93 vacated rushing attempts. What What's really interesting about this team is they are, I feel like they're very similar to uh, like what the Patriots did. They just brought in a lot of mediocrity. Trey Quinn, Willie Snead, John Brown, they didn't draft any offensive rookie. They brought in Kenny Drake, which is really interesting. But when you think about what the offense is, it's a Derek Carr-led offense. Derek Carr is not a very good quarterback. I mean, he passed for 4,000 yards, 27 touchdowns. It's just like they're going to be stuck in this world of mediocrity, in my opinion. And from a fantasy perspective, like Derek Carr is a fine like backup quarterback or even like in a two-quarterback league. He's, he's fine. The biggest question here is, what is happening with the running backs? And then what's going to happen with the wide receivers? Because they lost Nelson Aguilar um, and they lost Devontae Booker, who I hate Devontae Booker, but he had 93 rushing attempts. So like it's, it's, they used some sort of like 70, 30 split with their running backs. So interesting team, just a lot more mediocrity. And I know Craig, you've got a lot of stake in, in the, uh, in the Raiders themselves, but yeah. And, and I have an opposing view on a lot of people do on their running game. Um, in that Josh Jacobs, you know, had a 273 rushing attempts and Devante Booker had 93. That's a lot of rushing attempts for one team that doesn't have Derrick Henry, um, who pretty much I think had all those attempts in one running back. But 
Josh Jacobs, the last two seasons, has completely broken down, and I think it was right for them to bring in a competent uh, running back in Drake to help spell him. And, you know, he didn't have a great yards per carry, 3.9. Their offensive line was really not good. It was, it was very much below average. And they revamped the entire offensive line. And I don't think it was for the good. I think the offensive line got worse, even with this revamp. But I think it'll help out Josh Jacobs' longevity. That's my personal opinion about Josh Jacobs. But Kenyon Drake is not going to be a slouch. He, he's going to be fantasy viable. He will be in... And, and, you know, a flex play in, in most scenarios, he will be drafted in almost every fantasy league. So that, I mean, that's, that's the running game portion of it. I don't really have much to say on the wide receivers. I think that the, the running backs is kind of what I want to hear what you guys have to say, because I know that I'm in a, in my own camp that I think that this is good for Josh Jacobs. No, I, I agree with you. And to, to add on to the fact that it's good for the running game is they revamped their offensive line. Their O-line, they brought in Alex Leatherwood, first-round pick. They've still got Richie Incognito. They brought in Nick Martin from Houston Texans, who has played every single game over the last three years and has been in consideration for Pro Bowls. Like, they have a solid O-line this year, which they didn't have last year, and you saw that as Derek Carr scrambled around for his life, and Josh Jacobs got hit behind the line of scrimmage more than most running backs in the league, minus David Montgomery. So you bring in Jacobs. I mean, you keep keep Jacobs. You add a better offensive line, and you bring in a guy that can take some – pressure off of him and, and maybe actually let him sub out of the game for a little bit and be well rested when he's in there i think i think it bodes well for him additionally they're saying that Kenyon drake's going to play a lot of the slot receiver role so i mean they're going to need it they have no other wide receivers well yeah so again yeah, i don't think they, it's a direct threat just no to one. jacobs like it's he's going to be all over the all all over the field it's not necessarily just a threat to jacobs i think it helps him more than hurts him i mean i don't like i think it's even a like in fantasy, I don't think it helps Jacobs at all. Like Jacobs, I don't think will be a top ten back in two thousand twenty one. I I just don't see it. I think no one else sees it. Um, yes, he'll get carries taken away from him, and you know he'll be healthier. You know, not break down, but he's not going to be the top ten back like he was the last two seasons. How much work do you think Kenyon Drake's going to take away from 273 so, attempts? Um, okay, not okay. a lot. So, touchdowns. Touchdowns. So, touchdowns? Well, okay. not, touchdowns. Not even, yeah. not even, I actually think it's a considerable amount. He, Josh Jacobs had 45 targets, right, and 33 receptions. Gruden has come out and said that he thinks Drake is a very versatile back. Drake had 60 targets between Miami and Arizona last year, and just with Arizona alone, he had like 35 targets in 2019. I really, I, I really can see Josh Jacobs going down to the 220, 225 rushing attempt range with, like, the Nick Chubb, Derrick Henry targets of, like, 10 to 15, and Drake coming in and taking 150 rushing attempts to 180 rushing attempts and, like, 40 to 50 targets. If that happens, that's a, that is a massive hit on Josh Jacobs. Is, is still, it, though? Because here's my thought process on that. 225 rushing attempts in, in most scenarios. Yeah, but on 3.9 yards one, a carry? Like, that's, well, that well, is, that's I think that point. average goes way up. That's the yeah. point, is that he has fresh legs. He's not running with a broken shoulder. Like, that's what has happened to him in the two years yeah. he's been in the league, is he's playing hurt. He has no one else backing him up. So I think 225 attempts is a great area to look at. And I think that that I think he'll thrive a little bit better in that situation, in the same way that Alvin Kamara thrives when he has a back that can take some stuff away. Nick Chubb thrives with Cream Hunt taking things away. I, th- I think that's actually a benefit. Yeah, I don't. I mean, I, 
Alvin Kamara does it on touchdowns, and he does it rushing and receiving. I, I just don't see that world for Josh Jacobs. I think Josh Jacobs is going to be the better fantasy running back than Kenny Drake. Like that, I can oh, hardly yeah. I don't think. Yeah, I don't say. think anyone's arguing that. It's just dependent on like there's a lot of confusion on Josh Jacobs right now. Is he or is he going to be a top ten back? That's a huge right. question. I think so, that's a great. So I think right now people have him as a very late RB two, like seventeen, eighteen, nineteen, twenty. I think he can easily be fourteen, fifteen, sixteen, but I just don't see him being the top ten. I don't see him just getting the 12 touchdowns and 273 attempts where they can have Drake on the field and, you know, taking... I mean, Drake has a shitload of carries in the red zone alone its entire career where it's not going to be like, hey, Drake, you got down to the five. Jacobs, you're in. No, the big... Drake's already in the field. Drake, run in because you, you, you do the same thing too. I absolutely That's agree that there's going to be a headache. There's going to be yes. a lot of fantasy football oh, players yeah. pulling. Their I don't hair think he's out. a top ten. I think he's. I, th- I still think he's underrated in yeah. fantasy rankings, but he's not a top ten. I just think I, you look at I, his I, seventy-one yards a game, and I just pulled a quick comp on that. The closest comp is Damian Harris at sixty-nine yards a game, and I think Josh Jacobs nice. is a nice. better running back than Damian Harris. Yeah. Yeah. Period. So yeah. if he can get that seventy-one up to eighty to eighty-five yards a game. I don't care what his attempts look like. I just need the yards to go up. Right. Attempts can go down for all I care. I just want yards to go up. Right. Right. And and I think I think it's a it's a good spot to put him in that that twelve to fourteen range. I think. Yeah. I don't. I, I I wouldn't stamp my name to say he's a top ten running back. But you're right. Bottom two round. Uh, I mean, uh, bottom RB two is is way I mean, too low. If you're if you have him in dynasty, you can't move him. Because you you won't get what he has. he's he, he's probably worth a first round pick in dynasty in my mind still, but no one's going to offer you that in dynasty. I just Be- think yeah, even even if you because think it's worth it, you're not going to right do it. Well, no, right. no, 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 you're not. And and like right now, so Josh Jacobs is going mid third. I'm gladly taking him in the in mid third, beginning third, end of the second round. Like, I mean, that's you're something I'm going to do. That's around the you know Chris. Carson range too, yeah, yep. I, yeah. Chris Carson's sure. the very, very sure. next one. Is he okay? Sure. DeAndre Swift, David Montgomery. So this is going to be a very interesting thing, and we might know a lot more after training camp and getting into preseason, like we won two. We might see a better picture of like, hey, Drake is really more of a slot guy than a back of of, of Jacobs, right? But as of right now, it's just training camp. We, like, we also have to account for the fact that. Uh, John Gruden has to know how to use a good running back like Kenny Drake. Oh, John Gruden has to make playoffs this year. Or he's in the hot seat. He's like, uh, yeah. got six years left on his contract. <laughs> yeah, yeah. What's we, the countdown we, at? Hold on. Hold on. I got to go to that. Oh, yeah. yeah. John Gruden countdown. Well, Tom looks at that. We should get into the wide receivers. Yes. So they got rid of Aguilar. Uh, John so- Gruden is not gone yet. Sorry, Scotty. The, 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 the website is actually called Is Gruden Gone Yet? Dot the com? answer is no. Dot com. Okay. Uh, six years, twenty-five weeks, six days, fourteen hours, twenty-eight <laughs> minutes, eighteen seconds, and Gruden has made uh oh thirty million. No, he's only made six bucks since I've been on the website for like ten <laughs> seconds. Uh, that's uh, but he still owed sixty-four million dollars. Can we re- <laughs> reach out to the guy that has created that site and get him on the podcast? What a fantastic <laughs> person! Amazing. Absolutely amazing. If you own, is Gruden gone yet? 
com. Please tweet at us. Top shelf FOTSY. You're already the you're already in the league. <laughs> yeah, you're in the listener league. We'll give you a uh, John Gruden signed jersey. <laughs> <laughs> it's worth it's worth nothing. Um Yeah, so the pass catchers. Um okay. So I wanted to bring this up too, right? So they had 122 vacated targets, most of it because Aguilar, uh, Aguilar's gone, right? Enrico Gafford. And then they brought in they brought in Trey Quinn, who in 2019 had 47 targets and only caught 26 balls. He had that they, many. Yeah, that was with San Francisco when they had no wide <laughs> yeah, receivers because yeah. they were all hurt. They they, they brought in they brought in Willie Sneed, who again caught 33 balls on 48 targets, and John Brown, who caught 38. 33 balls on 52. Like, just a bunch of mediocrity. Like, is Darren Waller about to get 170 targets? Right. So, Darren Waller is legit. He's a tight end, but he's legit the receiver for the Raiders. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, the biggest thing, like, John Brown comes in. He's probably taking the Aguilar role, quote-unquote, but... I'm hoping it's a step forward for Brian Edwards and Henry Ruggs has a little more of a role this year, but I wouldn't even it, be surprised if Hunter just, Renfro takes a step up. Hunter Renfro too. too, because I mean he's a guy who's who I have loved since coming to the league, but it just shows that they have all these guys you want one to pop off, but each year not one pops off. Well, yeah, like the one that pops off is Aguilar. Boom, gone. Like they always just have one guy, and they're like, yeah, let's move on. And then you've got John Brown, who's consistently been dealing with injuries the past couple of years. He's a huge question mark. Then even if he stays healthy, so you've got Rugs on the outside, presumably with John Brown on the other outside, or Brian Edwards, like who plays the slot. They're all burners except for Brian Edwards, who's your big target. So he's got to be on the outside. He's not going to run slot. Yeah, routes. Willie, Willie Sneed, dude. What do we do? And they go, oh, well, we know what we're going to do. We're going to throw to Darren Waller, like right fifty. Ish. Oh, yeah, 145. He had 145 yeah. last year. I mean, they had 122 vacated targets. So I mean, 1200 figure, figure figure like 20 of those to 30 of those just go to Darren Waller because all their wide receivers suck. Travis Kelsey also had exactly 145 targets. I believe we cracked the code Ooh. for dominant tight ends. Ooh, when tight oh, no, ends and... get 145 yeah. targets, they do good. <laughs> they do weird, pretty, much more better. Pretty, 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 much more, more better. So uh, so. If you had to pick a wide receiver in this offense, who would you pick? Darren Waller. All right. Damn it, you took my answer. Besides Darren fucking Waller, a wide receiver. So who, the one, who would you pick? The one I think is going to produce the most fantasy points is Henry Ruggs. Yeah. The guy that I would love to take as like a flyer in a late round is Brian Edwards. Because I think this is his year to take a step forward. He's got the size. He has the speed. He has the physicality to do it. But Henry Ruggs, huge upside. And I'm too scared to take John Brown. Yeah, I would, I would take, I would take Rugs too. Just the amount that they invested in Rugs, like they have to get Rugs involved, right? So yeah. it's like it's kind of yeah. When you talk about draft capital, it, like, it says right. that Henry Ruggs played thirteen games. It was really around like ten or eleven because there was a lot right, of the times that he was hurt, hurt in the middle. But of it. Um, even beginning of the year, he had that freak accident. Well, tell him um, to toughen up. But yeah, I mean, I'll go Rugs, but I wouldn't mind having Runter, uh, Hunter Renfro on my team to see what see what's going on there. Seventy seven t- targets is no slouch. Um, rugs, night. Okay, so we're all rugs. Uh, real quick. Uh, last year the Raiders had two wide receivers with, wow, Nelson Aguilar caught the ball fifty eight percent of the time, and Rugs caught the ball sixty percent of the time. Those go up to you know the league median of like seventy because those are dog shit catch averages. <laughs> Derrick Henry might be in for a little decent season. Derrick. 
Derek Carr. <laughs> Derek Henry's Henry probably too, in for yeah. a Derek Henry is in That's what. Yeah, but that's what we've been saying about Derek Carr his whole career. Well, if only there's a little bit more, Derek Carr could be we good. Had the thing is that he does float around. If only we had Jimmer. <laughs> but no, if he floats around that back end QB one like consistently, so I don't need much more for him. One or two more touchdowns. He's in that Kirk Cousins QB twelve territory. Yards per attempt seven point nine. There you go. That's the range we want. Yeah, that's what you want to see. That's what you want. But again, consistency. Yeah. Can he do it? I, I don't need a consistent they have a lot of QB one. <laughs> they have a lot of inconsistent wide receivers, so well, well, it's, it's naturally going to make like, your quarterback inconsistent. Yeah, how do you be? How do you be a consistent quarterback when your wide receivers are Henry Ruggs and John Brown, who can either be wide open for huge touchdowns or absolutely blanketed and catching the ball close to fifty percent of the time? <laughs> right. <laughs> Uh, that's somehow an offense. Uh, I'm gonna throw it to Darren Waller. Yeah. Well, we can just talk about a better quarterback if we want. Justin yes. Herbert, uh, Los is Angeles Chargers. Is it better to throw? Much better. Yeah. Much I'm just kidding. It's <laughs> Scott, <laughs> Scott's coming in with like the hottest take ever. <laughs> Rookie of the now, year Dallas is worse than me in the face right now. <laughs> I am currently Call cutting off loser. Scott's head with a chainsaw. Dallas killed the guy with a trident. Dwight, put your clothes back on. That escalated quickly. Uh, the Chargers. <laughs> I am now taking Phyllis's head off. With the <laughs> oh boy! Go back to a treehouse in like ninety uh, percent humidity in my back room. Just turns us into the office. Uh, it's the recipe. Justin uh, Sherberts. The Sherberts. The Chargers. Seven and nine. Uh, so they were number one in the league in offensive touches. Wow. 18th in points scored, ninth in total yards, six in passing yards, and 18th in rushing yards. It so, tends to happen when your team plays no defense whatsoever. Well, and that's what I was just going to say. So, like, this 1,100, and again, like, this is a very, very important statistic to me, is uh, the number of offensive plays that you run. I- I'll go back at some point and maybe figure this out. This is a very, very high number. They ran 1,100 yards. I don't know that another team even came like 50 plays close to that. So that, touches that that's coming down. You said yards, so I was just wanted to clarify. Yeah, they touches, ran. Yeah. They ran. They ran 1,100 plays. 1,127 plays last year, and no other team got within like 50 plays of that. So that's a very high number. That number is going to come down. Regardless, Justin Herbert's a good a good quarterback, but again, and, and, still they, and they fired their coach. <laughs> that was a very questionable decision, in my opinion. I think a lot of us felt that way. Well, they I, lost. Yeah, so I, many I don't blame. I don't blame them because a lot of the games that they lost were what they've lost the last three years: one point games, like like there was a touchdown games where there was one game. I forget who it, it was against. They were down to the one yard line, like twenty eight seconds ago, and then they. Didn't rush the line. They took their time, and then oh, I do Herbert, that. which yeah. give it to he Eckler did make and, a lot of mistakes. Yeah, right? like, like everyone's like, oh, Herbert silent. No, no, that's the coach. That's yeah. the coach that that needs, and, and he's on the sideline doing this. Like, just it was time. And they have yeah. they have two was, pretty good offensive minds in there now. The new head coach Brandon Staley was the offensive coordinator for the Rams, and then offensive coordinator now is is John Lombardi, who obviously we all know the name Lombardi. Um, he's a, he's going to be a good offensive coordinator for them as well they're gonna they're gonna be able to do a lot i feel like this year with herbert uh i think that things gonna be really connecting well with the offensive passing game so speaking of the passing game they had 136 vacated targets and 109 vacated rushing attempts um so as we dive into it 
Um, who did they lose? They lost Kalen Balaj in his 88 rushing attempts. Hunter you know what? Henry. Honestly, fuck Kalen Balaj. Hunter Henry. Hunter Henry is the big one they lost. That's uh, been the big talk. Well, yeah, yeah. Then they lost Hunter Henry, who had 93 targets. Um, I am sweating sack over here. This is tough. I'm actually not that bad. <laughs> well, uh, <laughs> well, you're great. I'm, yeah. I'm in a corner. I got no uh, sleeves on. So, so, and the reason I bring it up, right? So they lost Kalen Blas. He had 88 rushing attempts. So they lost Hunter Henry, who's the bigger name that they lost. He had 93 targets. They brought in no one. No, because well, they, they have people that they liked from the year before, like right. Jaleel Guyton, Tyron Johnson, Joe Reed. Um, they did draft Josh Palmer. You know, there's there's a lot of you know wide receivers that they brought in or or had and they signed the Jared bench. Cook to. They take they, over, not take over that, but he's, but a nice, he's a nice little veteran, you know. Completely fine veteran. Yeah. I love that Jerry Cook uh, signing because, yeah. like, Henry went for what? Uh, is he twelve a year? Yeah, for the something Pats, like that. something like that. He went. To, oh, it was a lot. It was Pats. like four years, fifty something million. Yeah, uh, him and John New, I think, make the exact same almost per yeah. year. Uh, Jerry Cook is a fine, cheaper re- replacement there, right? So. So here's let's start with the the running game because I I, th- I really do think there's a lot of moving pieces with this team. Austin Eckler only played ten games last year. Josh Kelly played fourteen games. Justin Jackson played nine games. Kalen Blage played eight games, and they all the the distribution is ridiculous. Eckler had 116. Kelly had 111. Jackson had 59. Blage had 88. They had no idea who they wanted to, to run the ball. Because all their running backs were hurt. They could never really find the running back that they wanted. Eckler's never been known as a, a rushing style running back. So there's right. going to be another running back on this team that's going to have to run the ball. Eckler has always made his hay in the receiving game. Um, I don't know. I, I'm not as big on Eckler this year as I think most people are. Uh, he did have 65 targets through 10 games, so I would expect that to be closer to the 90 to 100 range, which probably gets him in that RB1 conversation because his receiving yards probably go up to like 600, 700, and then he's still probably yeah, has you, 500 you, on the ground. You talk about that number that you look for in round one. Again, 1,400, 1,500 yards. He's going to be close to that, 1,300, 1,500. He's on that cusp. That's why he's at the end of round one, mid-round oh, two yeah. you know, area. You want him to find a a lesser Melvin Gordon on the team to take away those carries. Right. And let's not forget, he's one year removed from getting the contract that Melvin Gordon wanted. You know, he right. got the $8 million, eight, eight and a half, I mean, nine million. He was, so, R- he was RB6, I think, or seven with Melvin yep. Gordon there in 2019. Yep. But like you said, Tom, you know, Josh Kelly, Justin Jackson, these, and, you know, Bellage, it does because he was, all of them were hurt, but... Jackson had the opportunity at the beginning of the year. He blew it. Kelly had the opportunity. He blew it. Jackson came back, blew it again. Balaj came in. Like, there is no that running back. They are still searching for that one that is going to be in between the tackles, the one that is going to be on the goal line, because let's face it, one rushing touchdown for Eckler and his 5'8 body type is not going to do it on the ground, uh, on the goal on line. On the goal line, right. Um, <laughs> so they're, they're, they are looking for that. But that running back, when they identify him, whether it be, you know, uh, Roundtree or. Um, you know, one of the other ones they already had there before, that guy's going to be fantasy viable. Yeah, and the, the big question is, do they have? The, I mean, we know they have no ties to Kelly or Jackson. This is not this regime. This is an entirely new staff. They are the ones who took Roundtree. That's why I have a little bit of faith in Roundtree. I don't know that they want to keep Kelly or Jackson around. They might both be cut candidates for all I know. But 
Eckler, they're tied to Eckler, but regardless of they want to be or not, the money they have tied up in Eckler is is going to keep him there in that starting role. And and he hasn't played poorly enough to have lost it. He was hurt last year, and you know never really found a rhythm with a team that he probably needed to gel with a little bit more. But Larry Roundtree has a, a very viable shot at big reps on this squad if if he can come in and play well. He can he can come in and take a job for sure. Oh, exactly. I just I just don't know that I trust the. No, I don't know. The, trust the, it I, yeah, I mean, I just don't know that if I. If I sit here and I look at the way that everything, and I understand it's a new coaching, you know, staff. So it very, it could be very different than it is. I think it's going to be a mistake rushing Austin Eckler two hundred times. Oh, oh yeah. no, they they won't. Yeah. That's yeah. not right. going to happen. And I think yeah. that's why they they have all these guys there to compete yeah. for that second job, which is so smart. I yeah, mean, you, you combined all those second running backs, it's you know two thirds more, right, than what Eckler had. Um, I think you look at that. I mean, you look at what happened last year, and you just say Austin Eckler is not the guy to carry us as a three-down back. Not that they even tried to do it; they still had the other guys there. But he just he doesn't have the body type to be that guy. Just sorry, but he can just do everything else. Yeah, let him do what he does well. Let right. him focus on the receiving game, the occasional touch inside to keep people honest. You know, he's a little bit better, James and, White. And and with and and with Hunter Henry gone, I think that helps him too, Austin Eckler. And I think that that ups maybe his receiving yards. But it also helps Keenan Allen and Mike Williams too, in that passing game. I think you know Mike Williams being now the only big guy left because while Keenan Allen is a little thick, Mike Williams is really the six four guy. You know he's the one that he's going to be able to get more of those touchdowns, and he's one year removed from getting you know double digit touchdowns. And so uh, I think with with Henry gone, I think Mike Williams takes a step up. Keenan Allen's still going to get his. He had one hundred forty seven. Uh, targets last year, 100 receptions. I think that number goes up now that there's more rapport with Herbert. I, I just think that overall this passing game does have something figured out. Yeah, and I think Mike Williams has his best shot at a 100-target season for sure. But if he's going to convert it at 56% catch rate, that's not going to fly either. And I know he's he's getting right. a lot of 50-50 balls thrown to him. I need him to come down with close to 60% of those if he's going to stay as a viable fantasy option, which right now he's on the cusp of. He's a wide receiver three. That is a big concern. Yeah, yeah you, you, I mean, you need, I, we talked about earlier. You need to be close to seventy, which is the league average. You, you gotta be. To it. You gotta be close to. You gotta be close to seventy. I will give the nod to Mike Williams this year, just in an offense that looks to be better with a better quarterback. It's a guy that likely should be getting a thousand and ten, a thousand and eight. Like it's a guy that should be getting a thousand yards. Keenan Allen should be getting a thousand yards too. Look. They get rid of Hunter Henry, and say what you will, they get rid of Virgil Green, which is another pass catcher or, or, or blocker. It's another offensive weapon that's just not on the field. Now, they brought in Jared Cook. Like, they have less offensive weapons or less offensive options for Justin Herbert this year than they did last year, which only means that the ball can go Mike Williams' way more or Keenan Allen's way more. I mean, Keenan Allen had 147 targets. I think that's probably what he ends up with in 2021. You know what I mean? Mike Williams contract year. Oh, he does have a, he does he does have a contract he year. Has did, to ball out. did they pick up they his? Declined. Fifth, they right. did. They, they declined. Is, they declined that is which, important. That is exactly what happened with Corey Davis. And mm-hmm. look at the year that Corey Davis yes. had last year. <laughs> I mean, if you're the Chargers, you're declining Mike Williams. I mean, oh if yes. if you're oh, the Titans, you're declining Corey for that Davis draft pick. Well, sure. Yes, yes. <laughs> they they were all bad, but um, still, he's but it's good to know. He's got a ball out. He he. What really surprised me about Mike Williams, and I regret doing this last year, was I drafted him like super late, and he came out with the uh, the shoulder injury Pictorial. that he had. Yeah. 
Yeah. Uh, the no, one that he, caused he, Tyrell he t- Williams to sit the whole year. Yeah, he's he was, tore his AC joint. Yeah, was, like, that was what that was, that was that what I had. Yeah. That's what I had surgery on. And yeah, the, the all the wide receivers who did it sat out, and Mike Williams played fifteen games. He yeah. may have missed yeah. the game, so he's a tough son of a bitch. And he made he's some a great big boy. The thing is, like way. fifteen games, he probably close to like thirteen because he had a lot of games where he would go up high in the first quarter and come down and be out of the game. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah, he was sure he was getting some 50%. He's a tough son of a bitch. He was getting some pain management, too. I remember like there were several times where he would go out, sit like a drive, and then come back in again and be like, all right, I, I got you. And then, like, done. Well, you know what? The you report what? came out, and they're like, oh, yeah, he's going to go on IR or yeah. pop for six well, weeks. Well, they probably you know. approached him with a needle, and he's like, well, after all, you did a fucking tie rod. Get the fuck out of here. I'll just play. No, no, it's just in your shoulders. He'll find a way to my lung. It'll be good. I know how this goes. Shoulder bones connect to the lung bone. Outside of the conversation, we were just having um there's really not much else to talk about the chargers um so we can probably move on to the to the broncos unless there's anything that you guys want to bring up clear it okay uh the broncos oh your denver broncos oh the broncos such a headache. uh we actually had this argument in our slack channel i don't know that drew lock is the starting quarterback but drew lock <laughs> Seems to be the starting quarterback, unfortunately. This is, is like, I feel like I'm... I, what, well, I mean, Teddy Bridgewater could be the starting quarterback. Who the hell knows? I still think so. But uh, I, let's I not talk it. about the quarterbacks. No, because, because it doesn't... Think, I, I don't think, I don't think it matters but who it is for the offense. I don't. It, they, right. And they're probably the same exact Unless player, Aaron right? Rodgers or Deshaun Watson goes there, then that's a different story. Right. But, um, so, Melvin Gordon. Let me let me start with this. Let me let me go, Let me back up real quick. 5-11 and 11 last year, 18th in offensive plays, 28th in offensive points scored, 23rd in total yards, 26th in passing yards, 13th in rushing yards. So below average except for really the run game. 98 vacated targets, 124 vacated rushing attempts. They draft, uh, what's his name, Javante Williams, while keeping Melvin Gordon and Royce Freeman for whatever fucking the fact Royce Freeman and Richard Penny are still in the league is hysterical. Um, it's still early. It's still early. Yeah. <clears throat> they lose Philip Lindsay in his 118 uh, rushing attempts. Oh, 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 bad, so sad. Um, and that's that's really about it. And they they brought they brought in Teddy Bridgewater. I mean, they they didn't really do much at all. Cortland Sutton's coming back from injury, so he was gone all last year. So, I mean, that might help the quarterbacks. But whoever the quarterback is, I don't know that there's like an alpha wide receiver on this team that you can say, oh, Cortland Sutton's going to go and get 1,200 yards and 10 touchdowns. It's like, I just don't see the world that that happens. This is a team that clearly wants to run the ball more often than not. I mean, Gordon had 215 rushing attempts. Lindsey had 118. So there's no reason to to think that Gordon doesn't keep that 215 and then the the 118 just goes to Javante Williams. Royce Freeman can go fuck himself. There's two <laughs> schools of thought on Cortland Sutton and that that's why he's being drafted a little bit later this year than he was the year before he had his injury. Is that with Joe Flacco at quarterback, another guy falling off the face of the earth, someone similar to Drew Locke and Drew Locke coming in halfway through the season when Joe Flacco was threatening to punch the coach and all that that was going on there. He's still amazed and was able to get himself into the upper wide receiver two category, getting 1,200 yards, double-digit touchdowns. You know, he had a, a, a bad quarterback that he was able to to play with. 
Right. Um, so so his so well, his eleven hundred yards and six touchdowns. Yeah, I, w- I was just gonna say that was his stats was that th- that, that was that, yeah. It's my bad. But he he still ended up finding himself in a, in a category of of a wide receiver that you wanted. Now, flip side, there's the ACL injury, and then there's the bad quarterback play. Well, you can wipe off the bad quarterback play because that's the same argument with the 1,100 yards. But the ACL was a freak injury. That was that was a weird one that popped up like a week late. Um, but I think when you talk about alpha, I think Colin Sutton is an alpha, and I think that that's something that they can work with. If Drew Locke is going to be the quarterback, he obviously has to step up from what he did last year, or else they are going to go to Teddy Bridgewater. If they go to Teddy Bridgewater, he has to step up. Like, there's not a point, I think, that the quarterback play is going to be so sucky that they get to, like, the the level where they bring in the Kendall Horton that they had the year before where they had to play a well, guy they, that was, yeah. like, a, a fifth-string quarterback. A COVID, you know, yeah, that was I don't, a COVID fill-in. Right. I don't think it's going to be that bad this year. I think things do take a step up. So, so I think that Cortland Sutton is that guy that you're talking about. And I think that also helps out Jerry Judy in the passing game. And I think that also helps out Noah Fant in the passing game. I think there is going to be a step up. There has to be a step up with the Broncos. If you're a fantasy football player or manager, you have to have that mindset that there is going to be a step up. Because even all of them are being underdrafted for what they should be. Yeah. So I've made this point a few times before on, on Drew Locke as well and versus Teddy Bridgewater. Last year, in 13 games played, a COVID-shortened offseason, lost his top wide receiver. He threw for 16 touchdowns. That's more than Teddy Bridgewater has thrown for in his entire career. In, in a single season. Wow. So, boom. I'm done. I'm, I'm rocking with Drew Locke. Like, that's that's my guy. Well, okay. Well, that's your guy, but that's not good. That Like, that's no, not a not, good number. So it's not good. It's a putrid offense. They brought in Teddy Bridgewater as a backup. That's, like, well, the, the thing is they, they are having a, a six, battle. It, well, yeah. But, a six-round pick for Bridgewater is not... Like, hey, this is our guy. Right. I think what Denver wants is hopefully... I think it's a fantastic backup. Aaron Rodgers or Deshaun Watson legal case uh-huh. to get out of the way and they get want, this guy. They yeah. want someone to step up and shut up. Like, it's... it's Like you said, like, okay, you know, we can hope for the Aaron Rodgers and the Watsons, whatever. But Vic Fangio is a hard-nosed defensive coordinator. Like, he's a guy that's going to tell his quarterbacks, like, Drew Locke, you may be having fun on the sidelines. Don't be an idiot. Step up. Teddy Bridgewater, we already know he's been around the league multiple times. He's going to be a guy that's going to, you know, try his hardest. Like, he's a journeyman, whatever. Like, these quarterbacks, I have a really good feeling one of them will step up and the whole team will, you know, do better than 5-11. and 11. I, I just, I think if you're Vic Fangio, you just roll with Brett Rippian. Like, why, why bring in Teddy Bridgewater if you're not... Trying to push Drew Locke. Like, who, who, was, who was the first round? Well, Paxton and Lynch. Why don't we go with him? Well, you gave up nothing for him, though. Like, well, well, I mean, yeah. I don't know that Vic Fangio was the, the head coach then. But but do you understand what I'm saying? Like, there there could be a point in the season where Drew Locke is playing zero in, in five ball. It, you know, the Denver Broncos are 0-5. Oh, yeah. And oh, yeah. then they go, oh, sure. we're going to go to Teddy. And now they're zero and eight, and they go, "Oh, let's go to Drew Locke." So and now they're zero and eleven. So it's, it's, so it's a repeat like of the Ch- the Bears last year, right? Like it, yeah. it's, it's just like it's like what are you what are you gonna do? You you don't really have two good quarterbacks. My biggest fear, and uh, I'm I'm a really big Tim Patrick fan. Uh, Tim Patrick six four, like two ten. The dude's a fucking monster. You have a lot of actually like pretty talented um, wide receivers to catch the ball. From a fantasy perspective, great. I got a team. The quarterback should be good. 
the, the quarterback sucks. The quarterback isn't going to be able and, to, to to support and, all of these And guys. don't leave out KJ Hamler, too. Yeah. Right. They, got they rid have of a Hamilton. lot of weapons there that there's no world that your lock should fail because he is... But he failed every, last year. Right, but I gave him such no, a no wash for he didn't yeah, have yeah, it was, You didn't have Sutton. You didn't have a full camp. You didn't have a consistency at your coaching position. And Hammer position, was out either a Either coordinator or head. Judy was a rookie. Judy was a yeah. rookie. Noah Fant still growing into his role. Okay. Like, those so, are all the excuses I'm going to build in for him. Yes. If this he is can't do year. it this year in the first four weeks, sure, make the change to Teddy. And I think that's what he's there for. They gave up nothing for him. A six-round pick in the NFL is nothing. Yeah. So they said, bring him on. Carolina is still going to eat some salary that they're they're not paying him a full contract. What we say the other day, they're paying him four million bucks. That's fantastic backup quarterback money for a year. There's no long term investment. Right. If he plays great, if not, sit on the bench and shut up. He already did that in the past. You know he's good at it. Like there's no risk. <laughs> he's very there is good zero him. risk with Teddy Bridgewater, who seems to be a great guy, and probably goes, yeah, I'm going to play my nuts off and try to get the start starting job. And if I can, I'm going to be a fantastic backup for Drew Locke. I've been in this league for a hundred years. I played under Drew Brees, and I'm going to. They have the same freaking name, Drew Brees, Drew Locke. Oh my god. But, <laughs> but no, he's going to teach him that everything he that just, Drew Brees taught him. Mind blown. Corey mind blown. just called Drew Locke the next Drew Brees. No, but you know what I mean. Um. He's going to he's going <laughs> to relay that knowledge that he picked up in New Orleans for a couple of years and say, here's what Drew Brees taught me. Maybe it helps you yeah. too, bud. Yeah. Um. All right. So we we've talked enough on on the passing game. Um. I do want to bring one more thing up. I want to circle back to it at some point. But the run the running game. Melvin Gordon, two hundred and fifteen rushing attempts, one hundred and twenty four uh, vacated rushing attempts. Uh, a majority of it from Philip Lindsay, and then they draft um Javante Williams. How do you feel about the Melvin Gordon Javante Williams debate? Because we've talked about, I mean, people were taking Javante Williams before they were taking Travis Etienne, a guy who's got the lion's share of what we think is a backfield. A lot of people are trying to make the same exact argument. Well, Javante Williams is going to be better. Okay, well, Melvin Gordon was better than James Robinson. So your argument is a moot fucking. Right. You, like, what is your argument? Like you have to make a larger jump for Javante Williams to be better than Melvin Gordon than you right. do for Travis Etienne to be better than James Robinson. Right. So right. the analogy doesn't really play. If you, if that if that's your argument, you're wrong. But I do think that Javante Williams is a massive threat to Melvin Gordon. He eats into his reps substantially, and, well, and well, probably from week one. So so here's the thing. Eating into his reps mean that you're giving a rookie close to 150 rushing attempts. Yeah. And like th- 180 rushing attempts. And I think that yeah. they're set up to do that on, on So that, that, that's like a that's about about a 50-50 split. That being said, all of their rushing numbers can go down if they have a better playing Drew Lock and a better playing passing game with Cortland Sutton back and yada 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 yada. I don't want to go back to that, but their numbers could go down as a, as a total. You know right. What I, mean? They could, I mean, they could rush the ball less. They could right. tell Royce Freeman to go fuck himself. Which they should which have they done should. for years. I mean, well, Mike so they Boone's there Royce too. So. Yeah, so they won't. Like, Pat Shermer was the uh, offensive coordinator who drafted Saquon Barkley. Like, he, again, bringing it back to that. And, and the first thing he did was sign a, a prolific running back. And Melvin Gordon at the time, he was being talked about as a top 10 running back. You know, obviously, it's not the case anymore. But Pat Shermer is a, is a run first offensive coordinator and I I think there's a there's a chance with with doing better and having a better defense you know they they can up those numbers and I think both will be viable but Melvin Gordon's still going to get over 200 rushing attempts there's no doubt in my mind I don't think he goes 150-150 I think even with with that thought process that Pat Shermer's a you know rushing first quarter uh, coordinator he's going to get 200 rushing attempts and, and I would agree. I think hey, well, and Melvin Gordon, too, has proven himself in the passing game. He, I'd say even his 44 oh, yeah. targets and 32 catches is low for what he typically produces out of the backfield. 
Right. Well, I mean, Royce Freeman had 13 targets. So, like, those 13 should just go to Melvin Gordon. Royce Freeman, like, can we get in yeah. his cut. Shermer's ear? Mike Boone's the third RB there. <laughs> Royce Freeman's gone. Yeah, Royce Freeman he, is, I mean, he should be here. cut. He's Let him go to somewhere. Well, well, well but they, but they he's, he's, he's still on the roster under their payroll until right. they tell him not to be. And, and they, for <laughs> until, some reason, love him. They until like him more late than Phil July Lindsay. or early yeah. August. Get, get in the fuck out of here. I mean, the Broncos do this. I mean, it was Devontae Booker for the longest time. Now it's Royce Freeman. It's, <laughs> it's like, true. goodbye. Leave. It's, it's not out of the... Why out, won't you die? It's well, not outside the realm of possibility that they carry four running backs. Like, it's not even... It's It's... Rational to think that they will continue to carry four running backs. Well, and you with should. Pat Shermer, like you, you should as as an NFL team. It's just it's just good to see like Melvin Gordon getting four point six yards a carry, get his nine rushing attempts. I'd love to see. I think there's still plenty left in the tank for Melvin Gordon. Like I'd love oh, to Sam. see. I would love yeah, to see him so creep too. up into that two hundred and thirty. Yeah, it's only like, year I'd, two of his four year deal. Oh I'm yeah, a, I'm a big Melvin Gordon guy. I just think that Javante Williams is a massive threat to his role. Like if he comes in and plays great. There's no reason it doesn't turn into a 50-50 split. And there's no reason that it can't be a 50-50 split in 2022. Like, there's no yeah. reason that that's Craig. a recipe for success. Like, Only, I think it's a good oh, thing to have two they, good They could backs. be Chubb and Hunt. I don't want to make, Only they don't make too big a leap. this year's but. guaranteed. Yeah, right. There's an out. Right. Right. There's, uh, there's an out to every, every running back contract yeah. ever. Yeah. But, but that's the he's on the roster. They're paying him. Gordon could be a steal in every draft. Where would, every format. Where would you feel comfortable taking him? Okay. Um, as if I have uh, round four yeah, as my RB three, three. Yeah, round f- round four, round I'll five. T- I'll, I'll tell you what his ADP uh, is. Round five, round five. I'll tell you what his ADP is. Which is I was you probably get your, your RB three, your flex play, and I'd be fine. He yep. is going back end last pick of the fifth round, and I will gladly take him there. Yeah, that's, Same. I think that's great value. If you get him there, I would I would look at him. Considerably, I, I would actually look at him at round the fourth because yeah. well, I'm mean, saying on the back end towards the third, fourth. Turn, he's a guy like Williams is in going? your home league that that you know is going the fifth. If you know that and you want him, yeah, you take him in well, the it, late. It's fourth. also one of those things where it does matter about the composition of your league. Like our all, every single one of our leagues, everybody picks a million running backs. Like the first fifteen picks off the board might as well be running backs in our league. So. We're talking. I'll take a guy in the friggin' second round just so I can have a running back at all on my team. So it's right. a little bit different if you have. A bunch of psychos that all and, have the same philosophy in your and, league. And so this is where hype goes. Javante Williams is going six picks later in ADP. Hmm. Six, six picks later than later. Melvin Gordon. So he's going mid-sixth round. If you're so thinking people, of a 12 so, team, 12 team league, so, he's going mid-sixth round and Melvin Gordon's going the back end of the fifth. You know what's nice about that? Where is Kareem Hunt going? Kareem Hunt is going mid-fourth. Okay, so all right. All right. I, I would agree with that. That's fine. Um, I, I was curious about the Chubb hunt to Gordon. That's well. Javante that's thing. that's going to so, continue like, to change. So, so this is this is the area. John okay. is going to be going up. Let's let's oh, go no. let's I'm go gonna, through go the through let's go through the list. So Chase Edmonds, Melvin Gordon, Travis Etienne, Javante Williams, Ronald Jones are the five running backs that are all mid sixth to back end of fifth. There's some Chase Edmonds, Melvin Jones. Gordon, Travis Etienne, Javante Williams. I hate to say it because I hate Rojo, but that's some value for Ronald Jones for what he did last year. Still risky. Yeah, yeah, well, still risky. well, his no, counterpart Leonard Fournette is going in the same spot, yeah. two two spots sense. below him. But yeah, that's that's that area, and I would absolutely love to have Melvin Gordon. Yeah, but I mean, yeah, and, to, and to make the Chubb Hunt comparison is seemingly fair because it's possible. But Melvin Gordon would have to take a huge step to become Chubb, and oh, Shavante Williams needs to I make mean, a huge step to be never. Hunt, but, I mean, you're talking about yeah. one of the above the other. Yeah, Nick, Nick Chubb's right, going right. Of where Hunt was 107 going yeah, if he was going before to, or after them, but yeah. 
Because these guys are, I mean, these guys are probably duking it out if they're both running backs on this offense for back end, or I mean, maybe mid running back two to back end. I mean, running well, back two is maybe Melvin running back threes. RB thirteen, maybe, yeah. maybe keep going down, but RB thirteen last year, I think. Yeah, I think something. Um, like we'll check. 13, so fourteen. So all right, I'm I'm looking at fantasycalculator.com, and that's where I am, Tom. Okay. In June 2016, Javante Williams' ADP was 11.3. What? I was just saying, he said Melvin Gordon was RB13 last year, and he nailed it. It was. Yeah. So, okay. So, this is where this is heading, the tra- the trajectory of this all. Javante Williams started in mid-June as an 11th-round pick, and Melvin Gordon was a 5th-round pick. Javante Williams, at the beginning of July was an eighth-round pick, and Melvin Gordon was a fifth-round pick. So Melvin Gordon's not moving too much, but Javante uh, Williams is shooting up. Is this just dynasty, or is this like... This is this is all half-point PPR, 12-point um, leagues, all of the, uh, all of the um, platforms that Fantasy Calculator, gotcha. uh, Fantasy Football Calculator pulls in. So it's, it's not it's not Dynasty at all. It's it's all redraft stuff. Yeah, I mean, Dynasty, I would probably flip him on take Javante. So that, that's just crazy. Yeah. So when, in Dynasty, half a... Oh, yeah, in, 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 you'd, ha- you'd have yeah. to have Javante over in, him. In half a month, he went up... In two weeks, he jumped 11, 9, 10... Three rounds. Three rounds, four rounds. And then in, nat- a, in, a total, in, a, in a total of a month, he jumped with, with quite honestly, double. Quite honestly, no new news. Right. No. And no. Melvin Gordon's dropping. Oh, wait, I mean, wait, did Melvin Gordon, Melvin Gordon didn't report? Melvin Gordon like, didn't go to uh, non-mandatory OTAs. Yeah. A lot of players aren't doing but that. But why would anybody go to non-mandatory? You go to non-mandatory training <laughs> right. at your work? Right. No, neither do I. Right. Uh, 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 Aaron Rodgers hasn't dynasty, even gone to mandatory. It's a dynasty drafts that are happening that people see rookies, rookies, John, that he goes up, 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 up in every format because of Dynasty drafts. Well, I think and so, and I, I think a lot of people are talking about. It. I mean, you talk about all the different podcast people. I think a lot of people are getting on the Javante Williams hype train. I don't. I personally don't get it. Veterans like, get faded around this time of the year because oh, the, it is this, this is, is the, the time of the year. It's the before bye. August. Bye bye bye. Preseason starts in August. Week one, two, three. Actually, you know what? This year, I think there's only three preseason games. Whatever, but. You know, this is the time people start doing their mock drafts and they see everything that's happening in front of them and they're like, oh, yeah, rookies are going early. You know, we'll, we'll go after these rookies. Obviously, they're going to be great, but everybody fades on veterans. And by the time that you draft at the end of August, you need to understand that the guys that get the touches, the guys that have been doing it, are still going to do it unless you know they're Frank Gore and not on a team. But <laughs> most of the time, they're still going to get those. Those Frank Gore's gonna go to fucking Miami, isn't he? Oh yeah, hundred <laughs> percent. Back to Miami for a <laughs> second. Oh, yeah, <laughs> draft what you know. Yeah, um, I mean, I used to never take rookies at all in redraft leagues. I just say screw it. I'm taking vets that I know what they're gonna do on on you know secure roles. Recently, that's changed a bit. Like, now I'm getting into rookies, but yeah, never I, before. I've I've I liked to reach on certain. Like I reached hard on Lamb last year, but it worked out. Like I'll, I'll pick, I'll pick my spots. Great when it works. Um, out. Now we have drafts this year without keepers. We, 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 we finally have a legit year with a legit redraft league with no keepers. And I'm very, very excited. Yeah. yeah. So both, both actually in our Antoine, our two like home leagues, Scotty and I dropped them. And then Dows and I and Craig in our Walker or red dog league dropped keepers as well. So both redraft leagues I have, I don't have keepers, which are, 
This is my first draft or redraft in a long time. Yeah, I only have Don't one league where that's still doing keepers, and that's my IDP league, which is just a psycho. IDP, God yeah, just, just, just get, get in, out of that. Can one. I get in on that? Yeah. Actually, yeah. If, we have any, if we have any openings, I'll definitely. Let you all right, we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna end this conversation. Um, <laughs> all right, so I, well, yeah, I hate it. IDP. Get into an um, league. Oh shit, guys! I forgot to mention um, Jake Butt left uh, the Denver Broncos, Mister so. Butt. Oh, yeah, uh, yeah. Um, all right. Top well, shelf fantasy. Before we, well, okay. We get something. If anyone hears this entire podcast, tweeted us one question. Who was Devontae Adams quarterback in college? No one fucking say it. Tweet the answer and you were in the listener league. I don't know the answer. I can't say Yeah, it. I don't know the <laughs> answer. You pointed at me like I knew it. I, I, I got to like think of where he played Who college. is Devontae Adams college quarterback? Tweet at us. All right. And you're in the listener league. I don't. I don't care. If Twitter. You know us. Twitter. Wait, you can do it on Twitter. You can do it on Instagram. You can Anything. do it on Facebook. Let us know. Just, just comment. Devonte Adams is a high school cor- or a college owl. quarterback. College quarterback. Yeah, Devonte Adams, qu- college quarterback on the social medias was X Y Z. Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, Top Shelf FNTSY, Top Shelf I was gonna say we should say the prize, so they're incentivized to tweet at us. It's, oh, a, it's a signed uh, T. Higgins. T. Higgins. T. Signed, Higgins. signed T. Higgins. And a shirt. bunch of TSF swag. Swag. Wapax. Top shelf fantasy. Stay fluid. Stay